What is up, friends? I just want to give a quick shout out to this week's podcast sponsor, Clarice Hicks with the Hauler program. Let me tell you really quick what inspired her. Her daughter had been getting bullied massively at school. Clarice went to the school looking for solutions and the school was found wanting. A few years later, another little boy who attended the school was being bullied. He ended up retaliating, but then taking his own life as a result. Clarice Hicks took massive action. She created the Holler Program, which stands for Honor, Observe, Listen, Learn, Elevate, and Reflect. This program is focused on positive experiences through innovative activities that focus on character, effective communication, and leadership building. She's located in Newport News, Virginia. She has a Facebook page, which is uh, psalmsandservice.com the holler, slash the holler program and she also has a Facebook page you guys I'm going to put both of those things in the podcast description you can go check her out Clarice if you're listening to this podcast today thank you for everything that you're doing in your community you are filling a massive void and we so much appreciate what you're doing and I just pray that God will continue to bless everything you put your hands to Clarice thank you so much for serving our community in this way Good morning, friends. This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. How are you guys? Let me check my mic really quick. I always forget to do this, you guys. I'm so sorry. Okay, it's good. Yeah, my little man in here plays Fortnite in my office where I record the podcast on my computer and sometimes the buttons get pushed. So anyway, you guys, how the heck are you doing? By the time you hear this episode, it's going to be March 3rd, which would be my husband's birthday today. So if you're listening to this, babe, happy birthday. I hope you have an awesome day today. Um, yeah, we've been together since he, I think we hooked up one month before he turned 16. So, uh, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's 36 today. I always have to ask him, babe, how old am I? (laughs) It's ridiculous, but it's true. I always forget I'm 35. He is turning 36 in March and then I'll be 36 in October. So anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying this little mini series I've been doing talking about the wilderness. Um, This is something that no one ever discussed with me in the church. You would read about the Israelites being in the wilderness, but I would never see this really paralleled in my life or people talk about the season that you're in. And I just remember feeling so confused about it. But I'm going to say the last five or six years, you know, the Lord's given me some really great insight of that process. And I want to share it with you guys because um, it really brought freedom into my life. And that's really the whole point of me sharing this with you guys is for you guys to get the freedom in your life that Christ promises. You know, he says the truth will set us free. And so we have to be able to kind of learn how to establish the truth in our life and, uh, you know, be able to establish the the truth of God in our lives and, and what his purposes are and what he wants to do. So anyway, this is my attempt, you guys, just to share with you the, the wilderness process. And then um, we're going to be talking about the promised land um, in the next few weeks. There's a couple more things I want to cover with you guys, and then we're going to get into that a little bit. So I hope you're getting some value. Thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing, you guys. Uh, please remember to leave me a review on iTunes or any of the platforms that you listen to the podcast on so it can get out to the rest of the world. I definitely need your guys' help with that. So thank you for those who have shared it, reviewed. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you to anyone who has sponsored, especially my grandma. 
she's been sponsoring my podcast since I started it. So grandma, I love you so much. Thank you for everything that you've done and that you do for me. Uh, you are a great supporter to me and I appreciate you so much. So let's get into this. You guys, I want to talk to you guys or ask you all a question today. And that is, are you going to pass the test? All right. Now I was in Exodus when this kind of came to me. And uh, last week we talked about, you know, no other gods, right? And that was uh, Exodus 20 when the Lord had given the commandments to Moses, right? To give to the rest of the people. And, you know, so you go down here to verse 18 of Exodus 20. And it says, when the Lord saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountains and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. And then uh, verse 20, uh, Moses said to the people, <laughs> excuse me, you guys. I knew I was going to sneeze. I could feel it, but I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> My bad. Anyway, uh, Exodus 20 says, Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. I was like, wow. Okay, Lord, let's, let's talk about that. So as I was reading over this before I got on the podcast, you know, that word to keep you from sinning popped into my mind. So then I thought about Psalm 78. So let's jump over there really quick, you guys. And, you know, I think it's really important that we define what sin is really, I think from God's perspective, because a lot of times when I was in the church, sin was taught as like these external things that we do. You know, don't cuss, don't smoke tobacco, don't do drugs, don't drink alcohol, don't lust after your neighbor's wife, don't covet their house, <laughs> right? I mean, these lists of things that, you know, you don't do and you, you shouldn't do. And you guys get what I'm saying, right? And that has a place. But what do you do if you were a sort of a Christian chameleon like I was and you did all those right things that appear to be right in the eyes of other people? but you still found yourself struggling, right? Even in your relationship with the Lord, though you're like, Lord, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and it just doesn't seem to be working out or whatever, right? So if you go over here to do Exodus 78, it says 32. So it's giving you a huge list of the things that the Lord had done for the Israelites, right? So I definitely recommend you guys read Psalm 78 um, and you know ask the Lord to speak to you uh, in your own life in terms of the things that he's done for you and the things he's delivered you from. But we'll save that for another time. Anyway, so it gives a list of all these things he did. And then verse 22, it says, for they did not believe in God or trust in his deliverance, right? Even though they, there's this record of God delivering them. Then you go to 32. In spite of all this, they kept on sinning, semicolon. In spite of his wonders, they did not believe. So I see this connection between sinning and then not believing God in spite of his wonders. Okay. So with every time now I see this whole dynamic of to keep us from sinning, I remember, you know what? God wants me to believe him. And for me not to believe him is sin. And you look at that definition, you can go all the way back to the garden and see that's true. Adam and Eve had, you know, Adam got the command from God. You know, if Eve eventually got it too. It doesn't say who she heard it from, but that doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is Adam heard from God and then the serpent came 
and then he heeded to the knowledge of the serpent instead of to the knowledge of God. At that point, you prove, you show who you believe over someone else. Whose words are you going to carry, right? And we talked about that. I think I talked about it on the podcast, you guys. You know, like even in the marriage covenant, right? Going after other gods, going after other covenants, going after someone else's words besides the ones that you initially heard in the beginning of that relationship, right? So the Lord spoke. You know, he spoke to Adam and he gave him he gave him words and Adam got to choose whether he was going to live by what the Lord said or not. And so when you choose not to live by what God says, when you choose not to believe his covenants, not to believe his promises, not to believe in his deliverance, you are you are sinning against God. You are not believing him. And how many times did Jesus say you don't believe, right? Or I shared another scripture with you guys. Um I think it was in John, you know, the Lord had just fed all these people. They went to go look for him. And the Lord said, you're not here because you saw the wonders, but because you had literally just had food, you know, and he's like, you know, I'll give you bread that, you know, from heaven, ask God to give you food that endures to eternal life. And they're like, well, how should we get this? Right. Again, that human mindset of what do I need to do to get that? And he goes, the work of God is this is to believe. Right. So the greatest work you can do in your life is believe what God says. That will keep you from sinning. That will keep me from sinning. And you guys, how many times have you been struggling in your relationship with the Lord and find out it all just came down to whether you're going to believe his words or not? You guys, I'm I'm guilty. You know, I was struggling with that this morning with my own little things going on in my life about some stuff and just kind of feeling frustrated and, you know, just like, Lord, you know, what the heck? You know, why, why am I feeling like this? And it's like it all came down to whether I'm going to believe the promises that God has or not. And I want to take you guys over to Deut- Deuteronomy 8. Because as it says in Exodus 20, right? Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of the Lord will be with you to keep you from sinning, right? So we just talked about what it means to sin. Now we're going to talk about the test. So let's go over here to Deuteronomy 8, you guys. That's that's where my head was this morning. Because as I shared with you, I had my own little wrestling match going on um, with the Lord in terms of, you know, where I'm at in my life and, you know, just the way I'm perceiving things. And I'm like, Lord, I know the only problem I'm going to have is how I think about stuff, but I don't even know how to think myself out of this situation sometimes. Have you guys ever just got sort of stuck on a certain thought process or, and then you get stuck in your emotions and you just don't know how to get out of it. Right. So anyway, and that's why we need the Lord, right? We need his perspective. We need him to help us look at something from another angle so we can get out of our own heads and we can get back to the peace. Right. So anyway, let's go over here to Deuteronomy 8. I'm going to read part of it to you guys. I definitely recommend you go back and read Deuteronomy 8 for yourself and um, ask the Lord to speak to you in your own life, right, about these things. So it says, be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Mm, I was just thinking about that, you guys. The Lord was only relating them into the promised land because of the oath he gave our ancestors Man, God is so faithful to his covenant. It's just amazing. You know, and if you go down here to Deuteronomy 9, right? Not because of Israel's righteousness, not because of our righteousness that the Lord does these things, but because of who he is and covenants that he gives, right? Anyway, we'll talk about that on another podcast. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Okay, so let's 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 unpack that for a second. It says to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. Now, 
This is being said not so God would know what was in our hearts, but so we would know what's in our hearts. And again, sometimes we look in our own hearts, like I looked in mine this morning, and I saw that I was not believing God, you know? And that can bring shame, you know? It did bring shame. I'm like, dang it, Lord, you know? But then I remember, you know what? God's love for me, His grace, and that God is with me in the shame. I talk to you guys about it all the time, right? Uh, Adam was hiding in the bushes. He knew he didn't follow through. He didn't know he didn't heed the words of the Lord. And now he's dealing with the consequences of that. And the Lord drew him out and goes, where'd you go, right? So I I know that when I'm feeling disconnected from the Lord because of my own thinking, that the Lord is right there with me. And there's evidence of it in Exodus, in Genesis, all the way from the first sinner, right? I always look at, how did God deal with the first sinner? That's how he's going to deal with me. So God's going to come to me and say, hey, where'd you go, Ashley? Right? And, uh, you know, I hope that God's love has such a strong grip on you that you know that that's the foundation, right? You can always fall back on love. You can always fall back on his mercy and his grace. Um, you know, it's, it's there. It's, it's solid foundation. It's an anchor. So, all right, to test you and humbly and test you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you keep his commands. So again, the Lord will show us through these things that we go through, whether we're going to keep his words or not. And, and we got to remember too, these things that we go through are his leading right the the israelites if you go back i forget which chapter it is when the lord was leading them on this journey to get to the promised land you know um it talks about how um there was there was a certain route that he had to take them on because he didn't want them to face war and then have to turn back and go back to egypt you know so god put them on a special route so that they would wouldn't grow weary and and turn back you know and so you know when you have come into your relationship with the lord you cried out to him there's this process that you go through where you just have to learn to submit and humble yourself there was a time in our lives where you know we were just kind of living our life and living in the patterns and and the things that were passed down to us you know as far as how you used to make decisions how, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But then eventually you come to the end of yourself in the way of, you know, there's this, there's, there's this burden or there's this prison that you find yourself in. And you're like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm tired of feeling stuck. And you cry out to the Lord, right? And we talked about that on the podcast. So then the Lord delivers you from that thing that you cried out and asked for. But then at the same time, now that you have asked him to be the Lord of your life, right? And as well as your father and your king and all these things, you are no longer, you know, responsible for the knowing the process to get you where God wants you to go. If you knew it, you would be there and you would have no need of crying out to him and there would be no need for Christ, right? So that humbling of, you know what, I don't know how to do what the Lord wants me to do or how to get where he wants me to go. And I'm just going to realize that I cried out to him, he showed up, and now he's going to direct me on the path, you know? And of course we make decisions in between time, but still that's why you should be asking the Lord what to do, you know? Lord, how should I solve this problem? Or, you know, what what do I need to make this decision, you know? Um, cause, and that's the thing, the Lord leads us in peace. So you know that you're on the right track and making um, the right decision when you have peace in your life. All right, you should have peace in your heart regardless of what's going on outside of you. 
you're going to have this peace and assurance that you made the right choice. All right. So anyway, you don't get to choose the path that the Lord has you on. And, you know, the Israelites didn't get to choose the route that the Lord was going to put them on. And neither do we. And, you know, that's that's where the the, the, the testing comes. And so when you, you go down a little bit in uh, verse 3, it goes, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during those, these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. And so, and that's the thing we got to remember. Discipline is just like strict moral training. Okay. It's a strict training that you put yourself under, right. To produce a better result in your life. And that's, you know, usually when people think of discipline, especially culturally, people think of like literally physically spanking your kid or something, but that's not discipline, right? That's, you know, chastisement. That's a physical punishment. But if you haven't taught your kid how to think differently or give them a way of escape, you've done nothing for them, right? Because they're still going to think the same way they did that led them to having that uh, punishment you gave them. And if you don't do the job as a parent to help them change their thinking, you're going to continue to struggle with that, right? You and your your child. And again, so and we know the Lord's always dealing with our thinking. That's what we do with Adam in the garden. You know, when he goes, Adam goes, oh man, Lord, I was naked. I was afraid. It's like, bro, you were naked the whole time. That's not the issue. You know, it's not the physical thing. It's who told you that? right? Who gave you the knowledge you're living by? How did you think yourself into this situation? You know? And so, you know, the Lord's going to discipline our thinking, you know, and he does that by, you know, we, we go into these situations, you know, these, these, you know, like the desert, the Israelites, they didn't have any choice. And there were certain things that they needed that only God could provide, right? There was no, there's not flourishing in the desert. You're not going to find all these vegetables and all this meat and stuff out in the desert. Are you kidding me? They were humbled, right? Like they had to rely on the Lord to feed them. You know, they had no other choice. And that's the whole point is, are you relying God on God to feed you, right? To give you what you need. You know, are you relying on him to provide for you the things you can't provide for yourself? And that's the whole point, right? Of, of knowing the function of Christ in your life. Are you humble enough to know what you need? And are you humble enough to ask for it and receive it? you know, receive what you need from the Lord. And so, you know, we don't, the Lord will test us. He will test you in the sense of putting you in a situation you didn't choose to be in. And then are you going to, you know, ask for what you know you can't provide for yourself, right? You could find yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, Lord, I I don't know what to do. That's perfect. Good. He wants to do those things for you. He wants to show his hand to you, his heart right? The Lord wants to provide for his children. He, he wants to, you know, do those things for us. That's, that's the whole point. That was his, that was always his intention. You go back to the garden. He created everything out of need and then put them there, you know? So God's heart is always to provide and, and give you what you need. It's just, are you humble enough to recognize, Hey Lord, I, I need, you know, I need things from you. And in this case, not only did the Israelites need bread in the wilderness, right? This manna. They also needed to uh, remember the promises that God had given them while they were in the wilderness. Because if you look back, a lot of times they were just complaining about being there instead of remembering, wow, 
where's the Lord taking me? Where's he taking me? He's going to take me to the promised land. And we got to be careful that we don't find ourselves complaining about the process that the Lord led us on. You guys, and I was doing that this morning, you know, I was complaining about, you know, the process that I'm on and just feeling frustrated with it, you know, because I have these expectations. And we're going to talk about that on another podcast. You know, God has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. How do we harm ourselves with our expectations? Really, that's the biggest harm we do, you know, and it's like being able to humble myself and be like, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm where I believe you've led me and just trusting that process, the journey of leading you, leading me to the next thing and leading you to the next thing. If you've been following the Lord for any amount of time, you know, there's decisions that you've made that you would not have made apart from the Lord, you know, that, that you having a relationship with the Lord influenced you to make different decisions and it, and it will, that's just the natural result. But at the same time, like I said, you don't get to to choose the, the road that he puts you on. A lot of times we don't understand the roads he puts us on. But, you know, for the Israelites sake, it was so they would go to the promised land. If he would have taken on a shorter route, they would have, he says they could have potentially faced war and they would have turned back. God's heart is that you make it to the good things he has for us, to, for you. He wants you to get there. He wanted the Israelites to go to the promised land. It was his whole intention and he set it up so they had no choice but to go. Isn't that funny? Sometimes God will put you in a situation where you have no choice but to to follow the path so you can be blessed by him. You know, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit too, you guys. We're going to be getting into prosperity at some point. And I want to kind of share some things with you guys more and more. Um, and we'll get there once we get into the, the promised land segment of this whole thing. But just knowing that, you know, you're going to be in a situation where, you know, you're going to be following the Lord and you're going to be in a be in the wilderness, right? We talked about what the wilderness is on other podcasts, but then before he brings you into the land, right? The good land he has the promises that you're going to be humbled and tested, you know, because some, the wilderness, you know, isn't always fun. And, and, and the promised land also had its own struggles, you know, and I was, and that was another thing too, you know, no matter where you're at, you're still going to need things from the Lord, whether you're in the wilderness or whether you're in the promised land. The Israelites in the wilderness could not literally feed themselves. And then when they get to the promised land, they cannot defend themselves um, on their own, you know, because there's enemies, there's giants, there's these things that they have to deal with. They still needed the Lord to deliver them. You're never going to get away from needing the, you know, needing the Lord and who he is to you and what he can only do for you. That's not going to change no matter where you fall on this continuum of crying out, to experiencing the goodness of the land. It's not going to go away. You're always going to need him. And that's really the biggest test. You know, can you humble yourself enough to know that, you know what, Lord, I always need you all the time. You know, are you going to keep his commands or not? Are you going to keep his promises in perspective, regardless of the circumstances that you're in, right? Because a lot of times the, the reasons that we think we're somewhere is not the reasons that the Lord has, right? The Israelites thought they were in the desert so the Lord would kill him. But I believe the Lord had him in the desert for a time so they could learn, right? To live not on bread alone, but by every command that comes from him. There's always going to be, you know, remember, we've talked about this before. When they were in Egypt, the only God they, the only God that they were like literally saw outside of themselves was Pharaoh. And then all these other, you know, images of, you know, these fake God, you know, actual little built things like these calves or whatever they saw. And now they needed to be completely stripped of that, you know? 
There was no outside distractions. There was no people there. There was no statues. There was no anything in their old ways and their old world that they could fall back on, right? It was a very vulnerable time for them. But that was so they could learn to live, walk in their authority, right? That the Lord had given them, hey, I'm delivering you out of here. I'm taking you here. You know, I'm going to be your God. You're going to live by my words. I got plans to prosper you. I'm going to do these good things. But in the process of that, like I said, being in the wilderness wasn't easy, right? There's literally nothing there in terms of, you know, food and all that was difficult. But God was showing him that I'm here with you. I'm providing for you. Even in the wilderness, I'm here for you. You know, what, what, what lowest, how low could you really get and the Lord wouldn't be there? You know, again, if you find yourself in a low place like that, or you're on the process, are you going to live by his promises? Are you going to remember that, you know, there's only, there's only certain things that he can provide for you that you're like, Lord, I have no control over this. Good. I'm glad you finally realized that, that Lord, I, I have no control over this situation and these circumstances. I was going through that this morning. Lord, I have no control over these circumstances. You know, I don't know what to do. Good, Ashley. Good. You know, I want to do these things for you, you know? And so anyway, you guys, I just wanted to share that with you. When you're being tested, right? The testing is, are you going to live by his words when, you know, the process that he's led you on is got you thinking that he's led you out there to die, right? You know, don't, don't forget God's heart. I want to take you to the, to the promised land. I want to do good in your life. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. That's not just some Old Testament scripture that's super cute and everyone quotes. God wants to make that a reality in all of our lives. But we're the only ones that are going to get in the way. The only thing that got in the Israelites' way that had them sitting up there, you know, posted up for 40 years, probably way longer than God intended, right? I don't think he intended them to be there for 40 years. It was their own minds. Isn't it funny how your own mind can get in the way of you inheriting the things that God has for you because of how you perceive things? You know, the Lord's, you know, you forget that you cried out to the Lord. He delivered you, right? The Israelites cried out to God. They're literally no longer under the thumb of Pharaoh and under slavery. You know, they're walking into freedom. Now they're in the desert. They had no control over that. But again, when you submit to the Lord, you don't get to run your life like you did before. Their life was completely different. You know, they had their own certain routines and everything, <clears throat> but things had to change, you know? And so, um, you know, we got to remember that the Lord will test us. You know, he's going to lead us on a path because he wants to take us where he wants to take us. But we, we have to learn in the, in the process that, uh, to live by his words alone and uh, remind yourself of that. God has good for me. He delivered me from there. He's going to continue to deliver me. He wants to take me into the promised land. Yeah, I've been in the desert and there's not this and there's not that, but God's given me everything I've needed. You know, he gave me manna. You know, my feet didn't swell, right? I had everything I needed. I was sustained. My life was sustained in the wilderness, you know? So I don't know where you guys are in the process, you know, um, but I think it's important for you to ask the Lord, Lord, where am I? You know, where am I in my journey? You know, and if you're just now literally crying out to God, you're, you know, you're in the beginning stages. The Lord's going to lead you through a process too. He wants to take you, right? He wants to produce good outcomes in your life. He wants to get you out of the hole of shame. He wants you to rule and subdue your life. He wants you to walk in your talents, your skills, your passions, all that kind of stuff. But you've got, we've, we all, including myself, you guys have to be able to submit to the, the path he has us on, you know, 
and, and where he's going to lead us. So that is it, you guys. Let's go ahead and pray really quick, and then we'll then we'll close the podcast down. Um, next week, what are we going to be talking about? I got it all written out. Hold up, you guys. Let me check really, really fast. So next week, I'm going to be talking to you guys about... Oh, never mind. It's not in there. Hold on. Bear with me, y'all. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Lord, it's taking long. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be a good episode. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about that. So let's go ahead and pray and uh, you guys can get on with your day. I've already taken 26 minutes of your life. All right, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord, for this day. Lord, I just thank you that you deliver us, Lord. Lord, that we would just be so humble, you know, and realizing what we need. Lord, we need deliverance in our life. And just to realize that, you know, what, we don't pick the path and that's okay. We don't need to. We just need to know that you're a God that's with us and you love us and you deliver us. That if we cry out for whatever we need, you're going to bring it to us, Lord. And that you're going to teach us to, for our soul to prosper, you know? Lord, that our souls would prosper, that they would prosper in the way of us heeding to your words and your promises and, and remembering the good that you have planned for us and looking forward to it. And not just, you know, looking at what we see right now and getting all discouraged. Oh, we're in the desert, you know, there's not this, there's not that. You know, and that's true to a degree, but then the other side is true as well. Lord, you feed us. You give us revelation. You encourage us. You provide what we need where we're at. You lead us on paths, Lord, of peace. And um, Lord, we don't understand it, but that's children don't understand all the time what their parents do. And Lord, you are our father now, you know, and so help us to remember that you are our father. If we need something, you provide the resources, Lord, for us to have new outcomes in our life. You give us practical wisdom. You give us new ways of thinking. And that our life, Lord, would just be characterized by, um, you know, remembering the good you've done, humbling ourselves, Lord, um, living in your love and your grace and your truth, and just, just enjoying the ride, enjoying the process, that we are not alone, that you are with us, God, and you are developing us, Lord, to live by your words. And, and not live by other people and what they say or their agendas and and the way they do things, Lord. You make us completely new and you make us into the image that you've intended us to rule and subdue this earth, God. Like I said, to walk in our authority. And I just pray you help all my brothers and sisters. Help them to see where they're at in their life, Lord. Give them a revelation. Where are they at in their walk with you, in the journey? And help them to see, Lord. You know, are they... Are they just now getting, getting being delivered? You know, getting up, crying out to you. Are they waiting in that process, Lord, you know, and then are they in the wilderness, you know, help them to see where they're at in their journey, God, so they can, you know, be disciplined by you in the way you intend, you know, they can, you know, live by your words and they can submit to what you're doing in their life, Lord, and not become frustrated by, you know, one little segment in their life, help them to remember the bigger picture you know, that you want to prosper them and take them into the promised land and you want them to rule and subdue and walk in everything you put inside of their hearts. So Lord, help them to see where they're at in the process and just humble themselves and ask you those questions and that you'll just give each person listening to this podcast a revelation of where they're at in their journey with you, Lord. So I thank you, God, for this time. I pray that you would bless my brothers and sisters today. Let them have a sense of courage and hope for their day today and knowing that you are with them and that you are teaching them to live not on bread alone, but by every word that comes from you. So we love you, Lord. We thank you for doing that. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, you guys have a wonderful rest of the day and I will see you guys next week.